Welcome to Tito and Pops, a basketball podcast coming to you from the Mecca of basketball, New York City, baby. I am Tito. And I am his Pops, and we are father-son duo. And we can't wait to talk hoops with you. Let's get into it. Okay, so what are we talking about this week, Tito? The Eastern Conference and their road to the playoffs. Road to the playoffs. Eastern Conference, NBA, road to the playoffs. And who do you think we should talk about first? The Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. How come we talk about Brooklyn? Because we're Brooklyn fans. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets fans, baby. (laughs) All right, so uh, Brooklyn Nets, first place in the East. And I got to say, we had a pretty ridiculous Brooklyn Nets-related experience the other night. What did we do on Friday? We went to the Nets game. Oh, man. It was unbelievable. Notwithstanding that it's the pandemic, we decided to go with some friends of ours to the Brooklyn Nets game. It was absolutely sick. Really a surreal experience, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It was surreal. <laughs> what do you think was the most different thing about being there during the pandemic as compared to a regular game? Uh, there were only a few thousand people, and you could really just walk up to any concession stand and just grab a Coke, grab a hot dog. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, I agree, and I also love Coke and hot dogs uh, delivered quickly to my mouth and stomach. <laughs> I, I also felt like it was more uh, like we was more connected to the players because there were so few people there. It was like you could almost feel like they heard you speak, right? There was that one dude yeah. who was clowning on Tristan Thompson. How many times did he clown on Tristan Thompson? 18. <laughs> <laughs> like 18 times. You feel like Tristan Thompson really hurt him. But actually, Thompson had a pretty good game. But favorite part of the game, what would you say? Bruce Brown dunk. Bruce Brown dunk. Oh, my goodness. He put Cornette on an absolute poster. It was really a ridiculous dunk. Unbelievable. And if you haven't seen that, check it out on YouTube. Yeah, Bruce Brown dunking on Luke Cornette. Celtics-Nets game was really just absolutely sick. Just a, an interesting welcome home to uh, Cornette, who actually used to be uh, on the Brooklyn Nets. So we're going to start talking about the Eastern Conference in the NBA. And we're going to start with Brooklyn. Makes sense? Because they're in what kind of yeah. place is Brooklyn in? They're first place, and they're up by one game against... Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, but we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Um, and I think the Brooklyn Nets, if they're healthy, I think healthiness is the main the main part, but I think if they're healthy, they're just going to be unbelievably unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unbelievably unstoppable. W. So let's think about that for a minute. So going down the stretch, Brooklyn's got 12 more games, right? Think about strength of schedule a little bit, though. Nets have the ninth hardest uh, strength of schedule uh, in the league, and, and the second and third place teams, Philadelphia has the, has the weakest schedule, uh, strength of schedule. They, they, they're the 30th, um, and then you got Milwaukee at 25. So, so how are the Nets going to make up for the fact that they're playing harder teams? Well, um, Duran is coming back first right now against the game against the Suns. We got Kyrie, we got KD, and Harden may come back. And I think if those three or even two of those three players are together, I just think even with the Suns, even if they have two of the three stars, but hopefully three because... Thinking more about down the stretch, we got the Suns coming up. Okay, so you got Suns, then you got Raptors, then you got Pacers, then you got Blazers this week. How many of those games do you think the Nets got to win realistically if you want to stay on track to come four four games this week? Three of the four, I think, because the Philadelphia is just a really, really good team. Even yeah, I just think they're really good. Benson is one of my favorite players in the league, and I think because they have a very weak uh, schedule. Yeah, I think that um that the Nets will have to win a good amount of their games if they want to. Okay, so at least three, maybe four wins this week. Beat the Phillies. <laughs> so there Sorry. you go. Tito, getting, Tito forgetting it during baseball season, we're always hating on the Phillies. So <laughs> we talk about the Sixers here, though. Okay, so talking about this week and, and, and those games, um, Raptors-Pacers, you want to come in first place, you got to win those games. Suns-Blazers, you think we can pull both those out as well? Think Brooklyn yeah. can pull those out? Yeah, because Damian Lillard is... He may be a little bit better than Kyrie, but I think he's mostly Ouch. matched by Kyrie. 
Ouch. Kyrie's got to feel like that hurts saying that oh. Dame Dollar is better. You think so? No, I don't. Kyrie is my idol, so I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. But I do think, you know, like, Dame is their by far their best player. So I think I think Kyrie will match Dame. And then, then there's CJ McCollum. But I just don't see them pulling away against Okay, so it looks like you think that they're going to beat Portland. Yes. Okay, so then that makes the Suns game today today huge, right? Because yes. if we beat this, it's nice that KD is going to be back. If we if we beat the Suns today, maybe we got a shot at running the table this week, which I think is pretty important. So thinking about the Nets, we were just talking about Kyrie, right? Kyrie's been having to lead a team without Harden, having to lead a team without Durant. How, how would you rate his performance? How do you think he's been doing? I think he's been doing great, honestly, because I mean there have been multiple times in the season where one of the three Nets stars have had to carry the team because the trio has only played seven games together and. The Nets are in first place, so each of the stars can clearly hold the team on their back at least a little bit each game of the season, and Kyrie has been doing a great job, just as we saw um, on Friday with the against the Celtics. Where, yeah, he almost had a triple-double. Yeah, and, he did, and we beat them with only Kyrie as far as the trio goes, and I think our supporting cast are enough to support one of one or two of the stars, and I think Kyrie's been doing great. Okay, fantastic. So we talked about the supporting cast there for a second. If you had to say which member of the supporting cast has been the most surprising in a positive way, who would you think that would be? Uh, in a surprising way, yeah, Blake surprising. Griffin. Blake Griffin. Okay, talk I to think, me about that. Because I Joe Harris is one of my favorite Nets too, and I I think I even though he is an incredible three point shooter, I just kind of expected that. Out of yeah, him, yeah. And DeAndre Jordan, you know, he was great on the Clippers. I expect him to protect the rim, but Blake Griffin, he's just seemed like an an old reflection <laughs> of a star, kind of like Derrick Rose. How you don't expect him to be MVP, Derrick Rose. And yeah. I expected him to just be a nice get that we got because a lot the Nets fans were going crazy. But he's been super surprising with how good he's been. Um, and a great addition to this team. I agree. I think he's offering some veteran leadership, and I got to say, I, I agree that Griffin's been a, a good value add. But you know who's been most surprising to me, and who's I think the feel-good story of the year, Alize Johnson. Alize, <laughs> First of all, best name in the whole world, <laughs> Alize Johnson. I love it, and you know he just embodies to me what I feel like you want, you know, in a, in a, in a star athlete. In the NBA. Now he's not a star athlete in the NBA, but he's an NBA player, and he puts forth so much effort. And the fact that he came from the G League. Making it happen, he's 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 a veteran player, you know, as compared to a lot of other, a lot of other G League players, uh, and he's really been pushing hard. And I, I just love to see his success. And I think he adds a, a real sort of workmanlike attitude to the team. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. And Dad loves Dad loves these ten day contracts. <laughs> he loves when the guys make it. He's like he just like he feels good for these guys. He's like, wow, I feel so good for them. You know, they came from the G League, they overcome the NBA, and he just loves it so much. Yeah, well, he got signed to a long term deal, so that's fantastic. And don't call me Dad, my name is Pops, son. Okay, Pops. okay Tito. Call me so, Tito. <laughs> I meant like son, like, what up, son? Not like, oh, son. Okay, so talking about the Nets again, talking about how they're going to do down the stretch. We already talked about the big three. Obviously, health is an important consideration. But again, I think we're talking about a pretty low bar here because, anyway, last thing here on the Nets before we move on. So, what's your pick? You know, we got 12 games left, tough strength uh, schedule for them. They're in first place, but it's tight. Where do you propose that they're going to end up by the end of the season? Well, um, I think. It really depends, but if I had to pick, I think they'd be just in the first spot, right above Philly, just by one game. Okay, I think, I think wow, calling it pretty detailed. Two. Calling it pretty detailed. One game above the Sixers, that's what you heard. You heard it here first, folks. And are they going to win three this week or four this week? 
four. Pick it in a sweep. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. From Tito, Nets are going to run the table this week. Nets are going to end up as the number one seed. I'm going to say the Nets are going to be the two seed. I think they're going to rest too many of the stars down the stretch to take it. I think actually home court advantage will be fantastic throughout the Eastern Conference. But what you're going to see is the Nets coming at the number two seed. I do think Philly's going to win. I think Embiid's going to come back and play more games uh, down the stretch. And I think Philadelphia will be number one seed. I also think the Nets are going to win three out of four. I'm not sure who between the Blazers and the Suns is going to beat them, but I think it's going to be tough and they're going to pay limited minutes for Kevin Durant this week. Three wins for the Nets. Okay. You heard it first here from <laughs> Pops. Here he thinks that they are going to be the number two seed, and now we're going to go and talk about the Knicks. See ya. Okay, so now we are moving on, moving on from the Brooklyn Nets to the New York Knicks. Now, as a Brooklyn Nets fan, it's I gotta say sometimes you get like like you know this little complex, right? Because we're dealing with the New York Knicks, and obviously the New York Knicks, you know, are the historic team uh, here in New York City. How does it feel being a Nets fan uh, in a city where you know sort of Knicks have historically been the, the biggest thing around? Um, I think it's, especially for this year, it's a little less hard than it has been in the past, <laughs> because if somebody says, and it's, a, and it's a little tough with the Knicks getting here, but if the, somebody says, why are you a Nets fan, it's New York, you should be a Knicks fan, I'm saying... KD, Harden, Irving. Yeah, well, of course, you know, we've been Nets fans, so, you know, I think they are a New York team, obviously. It's been a pretty impressive year for the Knickerbockers. I mean, you're looking right now, running down the stretch here, you know, they're they're in fourth place right now in the Eastern Conference, which would be a huge deal if they're able to come in fourth or fifth, even, frankly, um, and, and avoid having to play the Bucks, Sixers, or Nets in the first round, right? Yeah. I think if they are the fourth or the fifth seed, I think that will matter a lot less because right now the fifth seed in the East is the Hawks. And I think even though the Hawks do have Trey Young, they have Clint Capella, I think they're a good team. I think overall the Knicks would beat them if they had a series against them. And I really think the fourth and the fifth seed is between those two teams, which seed they are, I think the Knicks will beat the Hawks, so it'll oh, be wow. huge if they can get the That's awesome. That's a big call right there. You heard it here, folks. Not only does uh, Tito think that the Knicks are going to make the playoffs, he thinks that they're going to win that first-round series. But talking about how they've played so far, I mean, there's no question that they've been a surprise this year. Uh, I think a pleasant one. You know, I'm not a Knicks fan, but... I mean, but Julius Randle. Julius Randle, yeah. And he's a pleasure to watch, right? You know, R.J. Yeah. Bear, pleasure to watch. You know, quickly, I mean, there's really been a lot of fresh faces that have just been playing fantastic for that franchise. I love how... Nah, okay, fair enough, not Obi. I do low. I like how gritty they've been as a team. We actually, being here in New York, we do have some friends of ours that are big Knicks fans, and we thought it made sense we want to give one of them a call. Yeah, so we're calling... The Don. The Don. The Don is going to be up on the phones here in a minute. He's a big Knicks fan. Let's see if we can get a hold of him. Uh, he told us he wanted to speak here today about the Knicks. Let's see if we can get him. Hello. <laughs> Hello, we have the Don right here. The Don, welcome, oh, welcome, oh, welcome. Yeah, the Don, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Tito and Fox. <laughs> you are, you are the first, you are the first guest on our show, Don. So we really appreciate you coming on. Me and the Don have known each other for a very long time. One of my 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 biggest basketball fan uh, friends uh, and a huge, huge Knicks fan. Don, when did you first become a Knicks fan? Oh, I mean, I think I was born into it. Uh, uh, my dad was a huge Knicks fan. He was at the Willis Reed game. You know, uh, my grandfather actually had season tickets to the Knicks that they uh, that our family is still upset we gave up because <laughs> um, my my grandfather uh, my grandfather's doctor told him he couldn't go to the games anymore. He was getting too excited and uh, <laughs> and he was going to hurt himself. Oh. Um, 
Well, that makes me concerned for you this year because it certainly has been an exciting year for the New York Knickerbockers. I feel like, you know, there there is risk of overexcitement with the way this team's been playing. Huh? What do you think, Tito? Um, I think they have been just unbelievable. I mean, they've been so surprising. And we have a question for you about that. Will the win streak continue? Because they have a nine-game winning streak and... But they have a, a lot of tough games coming up. Suns tomorrow. Well, do you think the win streak will continue? I think, you know, it's it's bound to, to stop. I feel like, um, and I've talked to my brother about this a bunch recently, that like as Nick fans, we're always such believers and optimistic and like feeling how we can make this happen. And then at the same time, I think there's a voice in, in our heads that are just like, this this isn't going to really work, right? And so it's sort of been like that this season. So that sort of voice is telling me, I think that, I think that the streak is going to end uh, with the Suns. Things could, they could have an off week and all of a sudden um, be, you know, having to play in the play-in games. Yeah, that's true. I, I will make one comment, though. I think you get the benefit of the fact that the Suns are playing the back-to-back and they got a tough game against the Nets today. Uh, KD's coming back for that game. I think. Who? Tough game against who? <laughs> There's, only one, There's only one team in New York. I knew he was going to say it. I knew it. So we, we talked before you came on, Don, about uh, about how we have a little bit of a complex here as Nets fans because the Knicks have basically run this city forever. But I don't think it's fair to talk about the number one seed in the East that way, particularly when we have one of the top players in the history of the game coming back to the court. So, look, don't yes. talk smack. We're going to do you guys a favor and wear those guys out a little bit. And honestly, yes. with the way you guys have been playing and the intensity, you guys are coming off a rest day. Uh, the Suns are going to be coming off a back-to-back. I think it's important that the Knicks really play this game through and, and, and look for the win. Yeah. And then also in this in and then also you also have to have a little bit of hope, even though even though the win streak will probably end, but you do have to have a little hope in including the playoffs because it has been since twenty thirteen that the Knicks have been yeah. in the playoffs. So it has been eight years. So I think that is something to think yeah. about. Keep it in your heart. Keep it in your heart. Oh yeah, no, I am, I am. I love I just love the team. I love watching them play. And one thing I will say is um, there's been very few games this season where they've been blown out. Uh, they really fight and play hard uh, every game, and it's just uh, it's it's every night. It's just really, really um, a beautiful thing to see them. And in that spirit, we have another question for you. What has been the most fun part of the win streak in your mind before it ends? Yeah, which player really? Which player has been the most fun for you to watch recently? <laughs> Well, I mean, there is this thing. With, it's sort of an obvious question. I think I want to sort of single out two players, um, but I think the, the obvious answer is Julius Randle. Uh, you know, he's somebody who has always been very good, and then he just came out the gate this season playing spectacularly. And I think, again, in that kind of Knicks fan, like maybe he's amazing, but is this going to really last? There's always been a little bit of like, is this just a bit of a streak that he's on? And what we've seen is um, the sample size is too big. He is he really is for real he's he's really special to watch and um and he's the heart of the team and then i'm just going to also just say much props and respect to a player that i've seen play for a while but i never really got to know which is taj gibson um he's really stepped up uh, he's a tom thibodeau favorite and he's just uh somebody whose game i i've i've really respect and admire um and he's been asked to, to fill in with a lot of minutes with mitchell robinson being down and uh and i'm just i'm just very very impressed by by the way he carries himself and um also so that is your thought on the knickerbockers but speaking of knickerbockers 
We're going to ask about Tom Thibodeau, who wears a bunch of very pulled-up high knickerbockers. <laughs> I don't know about um, knickerbockers. <laughs> but, so we have a question for you. Is Tom Thibodeau the worst-dressed coach in the NBA? And if not, who is? Oh, man. I got to think he is the worst-dressed coach in the <laughs> NBA. Um, it's pretty It's pretty amazing. The whole thing, it's not just even the clothes. It, it's just It's just like how, how he wears them and, <laughs> yes. uh, and his hair and everything. But also, he's the first coach maybe of any team I've ever rooted for where I don't question anything about him. So, like, sometimes I'll be watching and be like, why is this player in the game right now? And then I'll just be like, you know what? All faith in Tibbs, and that includes whatever he wants to wear. If he wants to wear a clown wig, that's fine. Um, I, I don't really care. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's pr- it's pretty bad. Um, but I also, I also pretty quickly, I would say like I, I also always resent the coaches with the great hair. Like I don't like the Quinn Snyder hair. You know, I think you should look a little schlumpy. I agree. I think it shows that you're working hard. You don't want to look too yeah. cool. Although historic New York Knicks coach Pat Riley's hair was always mm-hmm. impeccable. Um, he was maybe the exception to the rule. I did kind of think his hair was cool back in the day um so last question for you don this week you got suns bulls houston how many out of those three you think the knicks win you don't have to call it game by game but what's your pick for the three in the pick picture i'm saying we're going to win two out of three um because i feel like uh i I do feel like it's going to be hard for us to win the first two um and i think that that we're we're gonna we're gonna want to bounce back after a loss um and so bulls game means a lot um and uh and houston's just playing really poorly so yeah i just think i think we're gonna take two or three okay fantastic and then if you had to give your pick today where do you think the knicks end up seed wise in the eastern conference you know again it's like this optimistic pessimistic thing that i have um i'm gonna say i think they're gonna end up in the sixth spot um and uh, i'm a little angry at myself for not for not like just being like no they're the four they're going to be the four but i feel like the heat the celtics and the hawks are all um on on at least on the level of the knicks we do have a tough schedule um and uh and but i do think that we're going to fight and hold on to the sixth spot and not have to play in the play-in man i I think that's reasonable i think that's reasonable i think it it would be great to end up at the five seed it's going to be tough I'll be pulling for you guys, as you know, and we've talked about before. You know, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I, I'm glad to see how well that they're playing, and I hope you guys are able to keep it up for sure. Uh, thank you, man. And thank you so much, Don, and have a great day. Hey, you have a great day. This is an honor to be on the show. Thank you guys so much. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Tito and Pops, we're going to talk to you soon, Don. Take care, brother. So you guys heard it here. That was the Don, a lifelong Knicks fan and really a very knowledgeable NBA fan. I thought he had some interesting things to say. and Even though... He is a Knicks fan. I think that is a little harsh. I think the the Celtics might crawl above them, but I do think they will be able to finish above the Hawks. Okay, and then what about the Heat? You think the Heat might uh, challenge? Uh, I I I loved their championship run last year. I was I feel like I was really rooting for them, even though I wasn't a Heat fan. But um, I do think that was just a hot streak. I, they do have Victor Oladipo newly acquired. They have they have um, Bam Adebayo. They have Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler has really been a great, great, great addition to that team. They have Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, but I just don't think they're really strong enough to consistently be that good. Okay, I you, think they're going to finish around where they are right now. Okay, you heard it here first. That Tito and the Pops, the Heat. We are non-believers, or at least Tito is. Tito is a non-believer. So we're gonna we're gonna move on shortly. You're gonna be hearing about. The Philadelphia 76ers and what their chances are. See you then. Okay, we are back. Tito and Pops, 
Sports Talk Podcast, and uh, we are going to be now reaching out to some homies in the Philadelphia area, uh, our homeboys Boogie and his son Sam, huge, huge 76ers fans, know a ton about basketball, great ball players themselves, and uh, Tito, what's our little disclaimer here? So a little disclaimer is we filmed this interview after um, after the game against when the Brooklyn Nets played the Suns, so... Uh, we will be referencing some the results of that game in this interview. So just a quick disclaimer so you guys are not confused. And let's give him a call. Okay, so we're going to give him a call. We're going to talk about Philly's chances. And it's very interesting just to make a point. Tito did believe that the Nets were going to pull out against the Suns. And they did, in fact, pull out against the Suns. So I stand corrected. I was a little bit a little bit more hesitant. But uh, but Tito believed it. Okay, so we're going to call the homies Sam and Boogie from the Philly area. going to talk 76ers basketball. All right, let's do it. Hey, what's going on? You guys are on Tito and Pops. How you guys doing? Uh, we are doing good, although Sam is not here yet. He's on his way. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight, Boogs. So uh, just a few uh, listeners out there, uh, me and Boogie go way back. Me and Boogie came up playing ball together. Uh, and Sam and Tito have played ball together for years uh, now, so it's it's a nice sort of dual basketball relationship. Uh, and Boogie, just so you know, we've been talking Eastern Conference basketball down the stretch, trying to talk about what we think of the playoff opportunities are for some of the top teams in the East. We've already talked to the Don earlier today about the Knicks' chances. We wanted to get uh, some some local Sixers fans' views uh, on what you guys think about Philly. I know you guys are probably going to be, you know, hometown favorites about it, but that's part of the fun. Uh, so just let me know when Sammy gets there. Oh, Sam, Sam is here now. Uh, Sam, say hi so they can tell the Hello, terrible. Sam. Hey, guys. Okay, so we are going to start off with a question. Um, how good is the Sixers when they're healthy versus how good they are when they're unhealthy? I don't know. It depends who's healthy and who's unhealthy. So with Joel out. Um, well, in the past couple of years when, when Joe was injured, if, like, if he was injured, then they would, they would be like, they, wouldn't, they weren't used to it and they would like, yeah, they struggle a little bit without without Joel, right? And what's interesting is that I've played with you and your little brother, and I feel like he likes to emulate uh, Joel. So what do you think? Maybe we could put him in the game instead of Joel. You think that might be helpful? Leo, instead of Joel. <laughs> yeah, no, they... they, they uh... He would enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be pretty good at it. Do you, do you guys think that Joel is going to play a lot down the stretch? I mean, right now, they're in a dogfight for playoff position um so it does it does matter you know you don't want to drop to the three seed and have a much harder path you know through the playoffs um i was just going to say that Embiid uh has really seemed to be like wanting to make a point this year that i i'm not the guy who's always hurt uh i play a lot of basketball i carry my team now he's gotten actually hurt a couple times and he was out for covid protocols but 
he's not been doing as much resting as uh, as some stars do, as he has done in the past. Yeah, I like how Embiid is setting himself up for success where his threshold is. I want everybody to know that I play a lot of basketball. I feel like we need we need, we need need that to be a, a bare minimum for him. But I think he has had a ridiculously good year. And we, we, we checked today, and it looks like the Sixers have the absolute weakest schedule, strength of schedule down the uh, stretch, playing the easiest teams, which is a pretty big advantage. The question in my mind is, do the Sixers have a chance to keep home field advantage throughout the Eastern Conference? Because they're really good at home, right? They are. They were. They were really good at home last year, and people were. I think they were like twenty nine to one or something before you know before the season shut down. And uh, and um, yeah. on that thought of the Sixers in a dogfight, how do you think they're going to stack up in the playoffs? Because I know they're contending with the Nets, who just recently won a huge game against the Suns. I know we're Nets fans, so we're rooting for them. What are your thoughts on how the Sixers will finish against the Nets? Stacking up against the Nets. Sixers versus Nets, Sam. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think a lot of the stars on the Nets are very likely of getting injured again. But if they don't, I'm not sure. I'm kind of worried about it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, we were talking earlier about the importance of, of help be, staying healthy this year and how important it is for all the top teams, but the Nets in particular seem to be uh, having a difficult time keeping players healthy. Talking about superstars, Tito, didn't you have a question for uh, for Sam yes. about the superstars? Um, So, while Joel is probably by far the best player on that team, one of my favorite players, as I said earlier, is Ben Simmons. He's one of my favorite players in the league. What do you think... Do you think he is better than Tobias Harris? Because that has been a talk of a lot of people. Is Tobias better than Ben? What are your thoughts? I think he is better than Tobias Harris. Um, I would have to agree with you there. I mean, Tobias Harris is a great mid-range shooter. He's a great shooter in general. He knows how to get to the basket. But Ben Simmons can really do everything well except three-point shooting. And then on that thought of Ben Simmons, this is a question for Sam. We know that your dad, Boogie, was a great three-point shooter in high school and is now one of the best middle-aged shooters in the Philadelphia area. But And do you think he would beat Ben Simmons in the three-point contest? Um, I don't know. I think I remember one time, like, two or three years ago, I asked him if he thought he was better at three-point shooting than Ben Simmons, and he said yes. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first, folks. Boogie throwing down the gauntlet, challenging Ben Simmons to a three-point shooting contest. I warn you, Mr. Simmons, I've played with Boogie many a time, and you do not want to give him the open three. But <laughs> there is a question as to if a 40-something-year-old man in the Philadelphia area can beat Ben Simmons in a three-point shooting contest. Is he actually better than Tobias Harris? Because that is an important question. Yeah. Everybody, everybody on this podcast, and I want all the listeners of this podcast to know as well, that I have already beat Lou Williams and Horse. <laughs> when? Tell us that story if you can, uh, Boogs. Uh, I was a newspaper reporter. I was maybe 24, 25 years old. And I wanted to do a story on basketball being played at different levels in the Philadelphia area and how it was different. So I called up a local high school, and I played in a practice with them. And then I called up St. Joseph's University, and I said, can I play in a practice with you? And they said yes, and I played in the St. Joseph's University practice. And I called up the Sixers, and I said, can I play this practice with you? And they said, of course not. <laughs> because if you injure one of our players, it would be very, very, very bad. They're worth millions of dollars, and you're just an idiot. <laughs> um, but then they said, we'll let you play horse with one of your players. 
one of our players. And I said, great, I want to play horse with Kyle Korver. And they said, no, he doesn't want to play with you. <laughs> uh, and then they said, we have the rookie we just drafted out of high school named Lou Williams. He's the only guy who wants to do it, so you can come play him. So I went to a Sixers practice, Santa practice facility. At the time, uh, Chris Weber was on the team. I remember seeing Chris Weber taking my Ken drills uh, at the end of practice. <laughs> and uh, and Lou Williams stayed afterward, and we played horse. And uh, he was like 17 or 18 years old, and he was messing around a little bit, taking some lefty hook shots, showing off, and I beat him. Oh, my uh, God. How many did you get? What did you get to? I think it was close. I think it was like HORS. Oh, that's an unbelievable victory. And I like to hear that Weber sticking to the fundamentals, doing the mic hand drills in the background. I love to hear that superstar doing the mic hand drills. I've come across Chris Weber. Is he Weber. really a superstar? He was, are you kidding me? He's an absolute superstar. I came oh, across bro. Chris Weber once in life, and he was a, an absolute gentleman, really, really nice guy. Uh, that is an unbelievable story, Boogs. And I will say that I think that there are probably a number of people in the NBA you could beat in a three-point shooting contest. I think he's – Lou Williams is a guy who has, like, really treated the NBA as a, a profession. And he's gotten a lot, a lot, a lot better. Um, Sam says not a defense. Did you guys hear that? Yes, we did. Yes. Not a defense. I like throwing that in because it is 50% of the game. And we always have to remind our, our young players that defense is – 50% of the game, but I do, I would agree with you guys that Williams has significantly improved. I wanted to ask you guys as a closing question here, prediction, Philadelphia 76ers, where do they end the regular season? How far do they go in the playoffs? I really hope that for once and forever they make it past the second round. So do you think they will? I, I think so. It depends who they play. And also, it- sorry, um, but you have to think about if Ben Simmons and his development and Tobias Harris and his development and also Joel Embiid and his development is better than them when they had Jimmy Butler because when they did have Jimmy Butler, they were less. They did not make it. Well, that was because of Kawhi's buzzer beater. Yeah, that's right. That was because of Kawhi's buzzer beater. And guess, what? and guess what? We watched that game together. It's one of the most memorable moments I have of recent basketball. Uh, Tito, Pops, Sam, and Boogie were all watching that game together. It was it was heartbreaking, and I felt it. I felt it for you guys in the entire Philadelphia area. So so la- last last point here. What's the call, Sam? What's the call, Sam? What do you think? Philadelphia goes where in the playoffs? Prediction. Yeah, what do you, what do you think they're they're gonna get to second round, third round, finals, or? I think. Probably get to the All right, Sam's called conference finals. Oh wow, big time, big time! Well, I hope, I hope for all of our sakes that we get to see a Nets Sixers conference final so that we can watch the games uh, on Facetime together and, and talk it up and have a blast. We really, really want to thank you guys for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much. Big shout out to Boogie. Big shout out to Sam. Thanks for coming on Tito and Pops. We want to catch up with you guys soon. Guys, thanks so much for having us. It's fun. <laughs> all right, take care. Bye, guys. Okay, okay, so we heard it from them Sixers fans, we heard it from those Knicks fans, obviously we heard from these Nets fans. What, what do you think, Tito? How'd the first show go? I think it went great. <laughs> I think so too. All right, peoples, we're going to be back next week. We're going to talk more sports. We're going to see how our predictions went this week. We already heard that Tito's prediction at the Nets, we're going to uh, beat the Suns, happens. So feeling good about that, I'm sure, Tito, you are. And uh, we're going to check in with you guys next week. Peace! See you guys later.